You're listening to the Caramel Apples Podcast, the show that brings you a retro vibe, both crunchy and sweet, with your hosts, Kennedy Rizzo and Cooper Lee. ready for our discussion this week Coop <laughs> that of some of our favorite retro memories of hero cars yes <laughs> <laughs> and what a most fascinating discussion it'll be too it's exciting subject fodder that really springs from the things we remember from the shiny memories of our youth via key references stemming from pop culture very interesting Coop um, I was about to ask you, what role did you feel pop culture has played in the way Gen Xers view certain things that excited and pleasured our retro memories from the entertainment, as well as the world around us while coming up? See, that's a good question. Uh, pop culture plays a hugely important role, thankfully. And to pop culture is the way we distill everything that's going on in our life and makes it easier to get through and digest, you know? I agree. This is true. Um, regarding pop culture, you don't really know what's out there until you can see it or hear other people talking about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so pop culture is very important because we can see things we otherwise would not have seen and or become familiar with. Totally. Like our list of hero cars. Huh, Kennedy? <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know I know this may sound weird or even odd or funny to some but these awesome key components can literally shape how you see or view yourself mm -hmm. yeah like there's both good and bad in the realm of pop culture but it is undeniable that it truly has a significant influence on our lives yeah and to your point on that good or bad angle, pop culture influence can have on anybody, especially young, impressionable ones. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's of no wonder a good number of various references connected to pop culture um, were hugely instrumental in firing up our wild imaginations. Facts. <laughs> Coop, just how many of us Gen Xers uh, fell in absolute love with cool cars? Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, we would name them and just knew with all our heart that somehow that car was real or alive or aware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so much so that you know you could talk, talk to it, and it would protect you, and you all would be partners in crime in all your adventures together until the end of time. 
<laughs> I so agree. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why we to this day still fall in love with and name our cars <laughs> <laughs> due to this very occurrence. Uh, guilty as charged. You know, I think. No, no, I know you're right on that because our cars outside of our kitties, you know, were our kids. And I know that sounds nuts, but seriously, this is how it is. <laughs> you know, we cherish and take care of our cars because they're like aware, right? <laughs> yeah, no argument here. <laughs> I, I wonder how many of our orchard archivers feel about this, you know? On the subject of how pop culture played a key role and how we finally cherish so much nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Especially when it comes to our cars, like some of our favorite infamous hero cars we'll be discussing this week. You know, that would be very interesting, Cooper. So we'll definitely inquire of this at the end of our episode because finding out how others might feel about this topic would simply be fascinating. Yes. Are there other nutty people out there like ourselves? Uh, indubitably. <laughs> all in good fun and love, people. We are all in the same tribe. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, let's crack open our discussion about some of our favorite, most memorable hero cars. So what's the first one you got there on your list there, Cooper? Hmm. How about we start off with our first hero car of our discussion, that being the General Lee. Oh, nice, Coop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what you got? Okay, so the General Lee was the super memorable car, an official mascot of the beloved retro TV show of our childhood, the Dukes of Hazard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, set in rural Georgia, the General Lee was the official bad behind car for Duke's cousin, Bo and Luke happen to be on probation for moonshine running <laughs> yes <laughs> that little fact <laughs> <laughs> so bad yes <laughs> the general lee was a huge part of what made the dukes of hazard one of our favorite 80s television shows mm -hmm. general lee uh made such a profound impression on us you know making it one of the coolest most recognizable cars in all pop culture history. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Let's see. The General Lee. <laughs> I know I may have asked you this before, but uh, is the General Lee by chance any relation to you there, Cooper Lee? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> You're nuts. <laughs> Certifiable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So some of our favorite nostalgic memories of watching the General Lee on the show was when it jumped buildings, creeks, or it's speeding through any given where in Hazard County, you know, blazing its infamous signature horn. <laughs> <laughs> so rotten. <laughs> hey, Cooper, do you remember the slow-mo shots of the General Lee going airborne before and after the commercial breaks? Totally, yes. <laughs> I mean, literally, the General Lee was always going through and up to something. Yeah. Always a handful of car chases and such due to Roscoe and Boss Hall 
simply harassing the Duke boys. <laughs> you know, which also pointed toward the General Lee. <laughs> yeah, that's why they got up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so another fun memory connected to the General Lee was how the Duke boys performed the hood slide, which proved popular and became their signature move throughout the series. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, they'd always glide across the hood, the General Lee, as well as sliding in through the windows due to the car doors not being able to be opened. The General Lee was more or less like a stock or racing car. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Fun fact. The 1968 Chargers used are identifiable from the side and rear when no side markers or reverse lights are present. It's a 1968 Charger. However, when side markers and round reverse lights in the valance uh, panel are on the rear of the car present, it's a 1969 Charger. Oh, that's crazy. Interesting. Yeah. Ah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I was pondering that thought. (laughs) Good grief. So the General Lee was a 1969 Dodge Charger that was painted orange, donning a big black 01 on its side doors. Mm-hmm. Staying true to his still buddy, actor John Schneider, a.k.a. Bo Duke, has restored over 20 Dodge Chargers, or shall I say General Lee's. Wow. Isn't that pretty cool? Yep. But Mr. Schneider seemed to have a most loyal kinship to his wild memories in driving and cherishing his time with the General Lee, where he recently quoted as saying, and I quote, I know I love being the guy behind the wheel of a fast car, end quote. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Bo Duke don't mess around. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like the General Lee was a favorite hero car to Bo, too. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Fun fact. Somewhere between 256 to 321 General Lee cars were created for and mostly destroyed during the series run. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of cars. It really is. (laughs) And fewer than 20 in various states of disrepair are still in existence. Hmm. I wonder if these... Could be the same 20 General Lee cars Bo took to restoring. What do you think? <laughs> wouldn't that be nutty? That'd be cool, wouldn't it? That would be crazy neat if they were. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good cause right there. Yeah. Well, it's a known fact that the uh, General Lee consistently provided us each week we tuned in, you know, a guaranteed good time at a high rate of speed. Sure. With lots of stunts jumps and car chases it's not hard to see why the general lee made it onto our coveted caramel apple hero cars list Mm -hmm. so if you'd like more intel and info on the general lee as well as the other interesting cars and characters on the dukes of hazard check out our episode discussing just that on the dukes of hazard right here on the caramel apples podcast the general lee awaits you orchard archivers (laughs) go check it out (laughs) so what's next on our heroes cars list there coop let's dive into our little rose favorite hero car our second fascinating discussion 
would be on Kits. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Of Knight Rider fame. <laughs> you hear that, little bro? This one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say we never gave you anything. <laughs> That's right. You know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Kit is definitely yet another one of our amazing hero cars we fondly remember and cherish from our younger days. Yeah. And we actually did a whole show on Knight Rider just this past season, our season finale, and it was dedicated to Little Bro. <laughs> so if you want to check that out, like I said, it was last season, right at the end of last season. So if you want to check that out, highly advise you to do it. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> So, Cooper, explain briefly to the archivers just how influential it was on him as a young one. Okay, so literally since Knight Rider showed up on the scene, you know, Lil Bro, he was, he was just small fry then. <laughs> but he was like totally drawn to it, right? Uh-huh. So he has had this love affair going on with Kit since he was a wee thing. Yeah, and you know it's like any and all things he can find a kit. It's he's about it. So <laughs> here it is. I don't remember exactly when he got his first phone, but he has stayed true to having Kit as his ringtone. Knight Rider <laughs> has been his ringtone since he he got a cell phone, and we really saw how much he was a fan of this show. Uh. When he got his new car, well, his new truck, we should say. Right, right, yeah. Yes, this huge diesel Cummins pickup truck. And we were like, okay, we think you've gone a bit overboard here when you put <laughs> <laughs> the red roving eye on his truck. But oh, he yeah. did it in such a way, I mean, like, he nailed it. He hooked it up. He did. Like, this truck is like, yeah, that's hardcore. It's almost like Kit really morphed, right? Yeah. 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 And yeah. people don't realize, you know, we're not just saying that because he's our little brother. I mean, yeah, we're a little biased. But no, no. It's like, this is custom. Like, he has a knack for this kind of thing. Absolutely. You know, and it's funny because I remember he was telling us about, like, once he first put it on and he went somewhere and someone saw it, they knew exactly what it was and they beelined right for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that's you funny. know, yeah, so that story was hilarious but cool at the same time because it's like, that's really about him. He likes that. that he's really a fan. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, just another note, too, like, this is his baby, so he's fiercely protective of it. Yes, yes. So, so the passerbys, they're allowed to admire, but you know, don't you dare try to copy. <laughs> that's right. Admire from afar. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you know we chuckle about this because you know, one, good natured ribbing toward him is always in good fun. <laughs> 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 it's always in season. <laughs> You know, heckling unsuspecting young, younger siblings is always a most cherished pastime of ornery big sisters everywhere. Ah. Yes. <laughs> and he gets at times, too, with both directions coming, you know, at any given time. Oh, he sure does. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, we do so at a careful distance now since he's six foot three and <laughs> unfortunately totally onto us now. Absolutely. 
So he's keen on filing those paybacks when we least expect them. <laughs> We're very careful, very careful. <laughs> yes. And secondly, you know, outside of you and I, Koo, who naturally enjoy going back in time to revisit so much of the fun, strong nostalgia of yesteryear. It's our podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really cool to see and learn of how so many of us now even in small, more subtle ways, pay homage to some of our favorite memories and pop culture references that were hugely instrumental in shaping us into who we are today. Yes, you know, so our kid brother's truck is Primo. He fabbed it and modified it custom if you were to ever see one, right? Oh, yeah. So it has the big tires and again, you know, the custom specs and the LED lights and Mm -hmm. All of this on a on a Cummins, like we mentioned, and and his ride is sweet, and his, you know, his special personal touches, you know, it all comes down at the end. So, including that that Cylon roving eye on the hood, you know, totally, it's, it's just perfectly placed. It is Kit, if there ever was. <laughs> it is so bad. It is bad. <laughs> I mean, just imagine it. You know, he parks someplace at night, you know, people see it. It's like, oh, <laughs> he finds his tribe, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like with that roaring diesel engine. It's like, Kit, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> it's ready for action. <laughs> you know, but his ride is bad to the bone, so... Yeah, yeah. Nice job, little bro. <laughs> yes, yes. We will give credit where credit is due. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So back on actual Kit. Um, Kit was the partner and key sidekick to modern crime-fighting crusader Michael Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kit, again, was a key facet to the smooth plot progressions each week on the show uh, due to his being an advanced artificial intelligence, a.k.a. AI. <laughs> <laughs> A self-aware, nearly indestructible car. Both Kit and Michael Knight work for FLAG, or the Foundation for Law and Government. Yes. Kit was a heavily modified, technologically advanced, I believe, a 1982 Pontiac Fiber Trans Am uh, with numerous special features. Mm -hmm. He had an extremely durable shell and frame, that was once again controlled or powered by artificial intelligence or AI. (laughs) Kit's bad-to-the-bone nature always thankfully played out in full effect mode when Kit and Michael were, say, brought into situations where direct action might provide the only feasible action. (laughs) And two, unlike some of our other picks of our hero car discussion this week, Kit stands out. Not only for his sleek good looks and sliding effortlessly into the danger, action, and adrenaline he was built for, but Kit stands out as one of our favorite hero cars due to the fact that he could talk and communicate because he was autonomous and fused with AI. Kit was bad. That fact is undeniable. Oh, he sure was. Mm-hmm. Oh, we totally went nuts over that fact, too, that Kit was self-aware and could talk. Yes. And remember, too, Coop, that whenever Michael was away from Kit, he was able to communicate with him through his wristwatch. 
ah, yes, I find it fascinating now, <laughs> looking back as we reminisce on so much of retro nostalgia back then, that it's neat to be able to see and easily identify so many of the futuristic references <laughs> presented <laughs> then as wow or even unbelievable, right? Yes, yes. But now we don't even blink much to many technological advances that literally now are just a way of life. You know, it just is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we spoke of Michael communicating with Kit through his wristwatch. <laughs> like, remember even the, the watches back then that had like the calculators on them, the buttons you could push. <laughs> oh, you went there. <laughs> yes. So you could communicate with Kit back then even too. <laughs> but come forward. Hello. You know, we have Fitbit and Apple watches currently. You know, that can help us achieve so much right from those devices. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like you think of smart cars and just a side note, we're not talking about the adorable Bobo, the kind our cats <laughs> would drive. <laughs> oh, are you referring to the ones that the, the ones that are so stubby you need uh, to buy like a six pack of them? <laughs> yes, those. <laughs> <laughs> and those are for the cats. <laughs> But <laughs> smart cars and like interactive cars currently and the phones, you got whole entire homes equipped with futuristic tech and AI yeah. um, in order to make our lives much easier and smoother. Mm -hmm. So it really is so crazy now how so much has changed, but we can easily see just how much Kit was instrumental in mapping out what we as a society would have at our fingertips as commonplace. Mm-hmm. Kit, your stinker. <laughs> I think Michael thought that, you know, a lot of Kit, you know. <laughs> He's quite the stinker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so a couple more things to mention about Kit was how cool was his roving red light uh, built into his hood. Woo, woo. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact Kit has a roving red sensor, which was modeled after the Cylon roving red eye um, from 1978 Battlestar Galactica, which is another great retro film, by the way. Um, he also is known for the red sensor lines or cells, which was a voice modulator that animated lively as Kit spoke. Yeah, Kit even had a sense of humor and dry wit as we came to enjoy. <laughs> exactly. For the era, Kennard, Kit was pure genius and 100% enjoyable to watch week after week. Yes, he was. Again, to check out more uh, meat and potato version of Kit and Knight Rider, be sure to check out our season finale episode from last season to dive into that nostalgia goodness. So please go check it out. Oh, yeah. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show.
We as 80s kids absolutely loved Kid, and it's of no secret that he's a cool part of American pop culture and one of our hero car greats. Yeah, because he could talk. (laughs) (laughs) Our lovable smart behind, so irresistible back then. Oh, Coop, it sure was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So what's next on our hero cars list? (laughs) Okay, let's talk about another one of our favorites, and that would be Herbie. Yes, the lovable BW Beetlebug. That's awesome, because Herbie was just adorable. (laughs) He was. (laughs) You know, and I think our love of that just really stemmed from dad. You know, our data, (laughs) he was a big fan. His whole Uh, family was really a VW Bugs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, the VW would be like a car version of our dad. He's cute, too, like that. (laughs) Yes. You know, and I have something to share about Herbie that was no doubt instrumental in our falling hopelessly in love with Herbie as children, besides our data. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we just briefly focused on just how much Kit influenced and impacted um, our retro memories as kids. But check this out. Fun fact. Glenn A. Larson, creator of Knight Rider, actually got the idea for Kit and Knight Rider from watching the movie The Love Bug Rally from 1971. So what do you think of that, Kennedy? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's very interesting. My goodness. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, what's the saying? Great minds? (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Man, I mean, a lot of creators back in the day seemed to have boundless scope and wild imaginations when coming up with stuff. Sure. Yeah, you know, key stuff in regards to their creating various examples of awesome entertainment, which then we witness these creations and concepts come to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that effortlessly translated to fascinating us, the youthful, impressionable audience. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. <laughs> um, that's what Kit did. And that's what Herbie did for us as well. Yes. Um, we love the some Herbie. <laughs> <laughs> when Herbie showed up on screen, he would quite literally steal the spotlight due to his being so cute, endearing, as well as charismatic. You know, that's the kind of sweet car Herbie is. Yes. He introduced himself to us in a sense as, you know, this for us kids, which was a huge success in our book. Mm-hmm. Herbie was a live action Disney character brand. Yes. And like you said, we did need our Herbie fix. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we know that nearly any and everything, you know, connected to the Disney brand is pretty successful. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in so much of their earlier works, Herbie mm-hmm. was no exception. Mm-hmm. So what was it that stood out to you, Cooper, that drew you to the herbs? <laughs> well, he hands down just simply is adorable. <laughs> Aesthetically, this isn't too far-fetched because, you know, he's round, sweet-looking, early vintage model BW Beetle. Uh-huh, Beetlebug. <laughs> ah. He is. And like the whole premise surrounding Herbie... And, you know, it was that he was a spunky little car with lots of personality. 
This right here was the hook, if you will, why so many of our chosen hero cars became so cherished for us. Mm-hmm. The various personalities of our little hero cars so ignited our imaginations. And as kids, we felt like, really felt, that our hero cars were real and alive. Ah, oh, the sheer innocence of being a young, bright-eyed child. <laughs> <laughs> so missed the wonderless and lure we experienced back then. Oh, yeah. This mindset totally drew us to Herbie. Yeah. Herbie really had a keen mind all its own. Mm-hmm. In the plot development of The Love Bug, uh, he scoped out and found his person, race car driver Jim Douglas, played by Dean Jones. Like Herbie, you know, he, he saw Jim and followed him home. Oh, my goodness. He's like, you, you are my person now. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, go away, sweet, scary baby. <laughs> but how cute is that? It sounds like some cute, common real-life scenarios and stories people experience on how they become inseparable friends with their beloved pets, you know? Yes, yes. And, you know, it's pretty standard, so that's very true, Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're a part of that concept concerning our beloved pets as well. Yes. Seriously cherished memories and experiences indeed there. Mm Mm-hmm. But back to Herbie, you know, when we were watching his endearing adventures play out, we as young kids were simply enamored and found his movies to be beyond amazing. We were effortlessly pulled into the world of Herbie. Mm -hmm. Now again, when we take a moment to picture Herbie, we easily think of his aesthetics. So he was an adorable white BW (laughs) B-double. The double bubble. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so he was an adorable white BW beetle bug with blue and red vertical racing stripes placed vertically from front to back bumper. He also donned a number 53 on his hood and owed to his racing abilities. Why the number 53, you may ask? Yes, yes, I was just about to ask you that. <laughs> okay, good. So the producer for the movie, The Love Bug, Bill Walsh, is said that he came up with much of Herbie's familiar aesthetic, um, including the number 53, for this reason. Mm. Fun fact. Bill Walsh wanted Herbie to sport the number 53 in honor of one of his personal favorite ball players. Herbie wears the 53 and owed to Dodger star Don Drysdale. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, that'll be an interesting and nice fun fact for some of our sports loving archivers out there. Hopefully, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because there's always something for everyone when it comes to our beloved memories of retro pop culture. Sure. Now, this bit of info are for the engine savvy, speed loving folks out there. <laughs> uh, both of our hubby hubs are in this group. Yes, yes, yes. They do love all things speed. They really do. They're shameless. (laughs) (laughs) So a quick neat reference on Herbie before we press on to our next hero car is that one of our favorite bugs, Herbie, was outfitted with a posh, get this, (laughs) Porsche engine. Oh, my God. And it could do 90 miles per hour in third gear. 
and 115 miles per hour in top gear. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, how's that for speed? Amazing. <laughs> Sign me up. Oh my goodness. A VW Beetlebug with a Porsche engine? Yeah, check please. I'll take it. <laughs> he was a racing car after all. So I guess old Herbie just went from cute only to wow and like mere seconds. <laughs> Way to go, Herbie. That's it. <laughs> if, if you want to check out more interesting facts and footage on Herbie, Disney made six Herbie movies he starred in as a titular character, five theater releases, and one made-for-TV remake of the first film. Hmm. Yeah, so check them out if you wish to indulge in some all-feel-good, warm, nostalgic moments. You won't be disappointed. (laughs) Now we've got some more of our favorite or most memorable hero cars from times past to discuss. But we'll go over one more this week before we tie our discussion up. Sounds good, Coop. Uh, What hero car do you have in mind? I think that the last one we'll discuss on this week's Orchard Trek will be a nice blast from the past. And that will be investigating the many wonderful things about Bumblebee. Oh, yes. Bumblebee. (laughs) (laughs) What's there not to like about Bumblebee? Not much, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're talking here in fascinating combination context of Bumblebee, you know, in a Gen Xer's fond memory. Mm-hmm. So now we both saw and thoroughly enjoyed the 2018 film Bumblebee, uh, which we've discussed and thoroughly reviewed in detail here on the Caramel Apples podcast. We did. And if you'd like to hear an in-depth Caramel Apples perspective on the film Bumblebee, you can find that here too on our podcast. Um, we hope you'll enjoy it. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So back to Bumblebee, our hero car. Uh, he really did mean a lot to us Gen Xers, as you said. Ever since our early introduction to him back from the cartoon. Right, Kennard? This is true. Uh, the concept of Bumblebee from the 2018 film actually paid proper homage to the 80s Gen 1 Transformer from the cherishable love cartoon we knew and loved. This is true. And if you're a true fan of the original cartoon, no doubt you were geeking out at how the movie Bumblebee kept faith with the cartoon's visual aesthetic and sound. It really does. Mm-hmm. We just got through talking about Herbie the Love Bug, who also a sweet, he was a sweet VW Beetle. Yeah. And here now with Bumblebee, you know. <laughs> so he follows suit in returning to the character's classic retro look in that he was actually showcased as the old vintage Volkswagen Beetle Bug. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow in color, hence the B reference. Yes, we adore <laughs> our little Beetle Bug hero cars, don't we? <laughs> uh-huh, Beetle Bug. <laughs> <laughs> we sure do, Coop. Oh my God, they're cute. <laughs> yes, they really are. <laughs> And that was the key touch included and baked into the 2018 film Bumblebee that we really appreciated. Yeah. You know, it blew my mind to see how that origin story played out in the film. Mm -hmm. I also appreciate his metamorphosis at the end of Bumblebee that then pointed to his updated aesthetic into a yellow late 70s model Chevy Camaro 
the vehicle aesthetic introduced us back in 2007 in that year's Transformer movie. (laughs) Sure, yeah, yeah. So even though Bumblebee's aesthetic was morphed and changed, still the major reason why Bumblebee was one of our favorite hero cars is because Bumblebee was a robotic Cybertronian warrior. (laughs) But two was kind and tenderhearted at the same time. That's right. And as you already stated, he's this powerful Cybertronian warrior, but with a refreshingly tender side. Mm -hmm. What does this narrative really mean? Well, that Bumblebee was a kicktail, ready for action type of, you know, entity when called upon, and also ready for action when his person was having a rough patch or bad day and needed a hug. <laughs> love, love, love B. <laughs> I agree. This was wonderfully played out in both of our favorite Transformers movies. Uh, B had that it connection with both Sam Wickwicky in the 2007 film and two with Charlie Watson in the 2018 film. We are such suckers for that tender side, you know, that tender touch. (laughs) Yep. The relationship between Charlie and Bumblebee was a charm to watch. You know, it reminds me of that beautiful, deep connection one has with a close friend or perhaps a fur friend that gets you and is loyal and always there for you no matter what. Truly. And we pointed out in our actual Bumblebee podcast episode, um, B came into Charlie's life at a crucial time when she needed that type of warm connection, you know, their friendship that provided for her, Mm -hmm. that key element alone really resonated with me. Facts. (laughs) You know, we all could no doubt use a bumblebee or two these crazy days as our emotional support animal. (laughs) You said it. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess our cats will suffice for now. (laughs) I guess. Smaller versions, of course. (laughs) Smaller but cute. (laughs) All seriousness, though, um, watching the movie Bumblebee brought back some good memories from our childhood. I concur, Kennedy. Mm -hmm. That era was simply amazing and mostly carefree. And if this orchard trek is any indication of this notion... Our imaginations were through the roof. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's hard to keep that a secret now. Uh-huh. Uh, I loved how Bumblebee actually looked like how he was portrayed as the adorable yellow BW Beetlebug from the Gen 1 cartoon. But I wasn't at all mad that he was showcased as the ever-sleek 2007 model Chevy Camaro in that same year's version of Transformers. Well, apparently the Hollywood creative execs aren't finished elaborating on the Bee Saga yet, uh, for it is said that a Bumblebee 2 is in the works and rumored potential slated release sometime in 2022. (laughs) So the million dollar question is, are you ready to go check it out there, Cooper Lee? (laughs) I sure am, Kennedy Rizzo. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so on board about Bumblebee. Oh, me too. In regards to our other favorite hero cars, they did their due justice that brought back happy memories to many of us who lived through the awesome decade, uh, the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) So to you Orchard Archivers, we spoke at length this week about the General Lee, Kit, 
Herbie the love bug, and last but certainly not least, Bumblebee. Of course, much like most everything else we discuss at length here on the Caramel Apples podcast, we only explore the tip of the iceberg on the most fun topic of hero cars. Are there more? You bet. So stay tuned to our favorite hero cars part two. You won't want to miss out on that fascinating consideration. (laughs) So which of our four favorite hero cars this week do you relate to? Are there fond memories and or stories surrounding our list of hero cars? Or really any others you may be especially fond of within the pivotal formative years while coming up? It's conversations like this that can shape how we see ourselves and open our imaginations wide. Mm -hmm. If you can relate, please share. We'd love to hear all of your cherished memories. Oh, we sure would. (laughs) (laughs) So looking forward to that discussion. Yes. So regarding pop culture, it really plays an important role in adding to our memories and pleasure about our world while coming up. But good or bad, it is undeniable that pop culture definitely has a huge influence on our lives. So join us once again next week for our Hero Cars Part 2, right here on the Caramel Apples Podcast. See you then. See ya. See ya.